Welcome, birders. This is Ed Pullen, your host on the Bird Vader Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm here on Orcas Island for Thanksgiving, and although I'm vegan, lots of others in my group are thinking about turkey. I have a little looseness of association sometimes, and I got to thinking about turkey also, but not turkeys on the dinner table, but wild turkeys. Wild turkeys in recent years have made a tremendous comeback in the United States. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the natural history of populations of wild turkeys in the continental United States from the time of the pilgrims until now. So stay tuned. You hope you'll learn a little bit. I think it's a pretty cool story. Uh, at the time of the pilgrims, wild turkey were very prevalent in the United States, especially the eastern United States. They probably made up a good bit of the nutritional source for the Native Americans and the early pilgrims. Estimates show there were probably 10 million wild turkeys in the lower 48 of the United States in the pre-Columbian times, uh, and likely the same numbers uh, persisted for a period of time. But wild turkeys took hits over the years from a number of reasons. Probably the biggest two reasons were overhunting. There are, there are estimates that many wild turkey hunters could take over 100 birds in a day uh, to bring to market. And, and so especially in areas near markets, urban markets, wild turkeys were hunted extensively. But more important than that was probably loss of habitat. In the first two or three centuries of European civilization in the United States, uh, or what came to be the United States, there were tremendous, uh, tremendous amounts of deforestation. Uh, by, the eight, by 1850, most of the eastern forests had been cut down and turned into agricultural land. And so as time went by between hunting and loss of habitat, the total population of turkeys in the lower 48 was reduced from the estimated 10 million birds, maybe down as low as 30,000 birds. 30,000 is probably a low estimate. Other people think it may have been up as high as 200,000 birds, but still a huge decrease from 10 million to somewhere between 30 and 200,000 birds. And there are five current and six historical subspecies of wild turkeys in the United States. The eastern subspecies was very common in the east, around the east coast. There's a Florida subspecies. Uh, there's the western U.S., uh, inter-mountain inter west areas had the Miriam subspecies in Miami. Mary, Mary, <laughs> the uh, Rio Grande area uh, had the Rio Grande subspecies, and there was a, a subspecies called Gould's wild turkey in southeast Arizona. So five species, and then there was the Mexican wild turkey, which is felt to be uh, no to no longer exist. Interestingly, it's probably the west the Mexican wild turkey that was brought into uh, captivity and uh, turned into what is now uh, the turkey that's used for commercial commercial uh, growers, and has become so popular that in the world, there were an estimated 7.5 billion pounds of turkey meat marketed in 2016. So turkeys have evolved into a domestic beast, which is a huge source of meat throughout the world. Before the arrival of the Europeans, wild turkeys were very prevalent in 39 of the, of the what are now, in areas that are now 39 of the lower 48 United States. By about 1925, the population was down to the 30 to 200,000 that I talked about. Uh, and in about the 1930s, there were efforts to reintroduce turkeys throughout uh, their original range. Uh, but that was really 
for quite a while not very successful. It turns out that uh, you can't, turkey's really hard to catch. Wild turkeys were hard to catch. They tried pole traps and pen traps and something called funnel traps, and they dropped nets. They just could not catch wild turkeys for beans. Uh, so they said, well, if we can't catch them, maybe we can bring them into, into captivity and breed them and then re-release them. And they did that. They could capture a, a few wild turkeys, and they bred them and pop, until they had a large breeding population and tried to reintroduce them. But those turkeys just could not survive. It turns out that mommy turkeys, turkeys are very important. The females are very important in teaching the young wild turkeys how to survive in the wild. And that turkeys not raised by a wild uh, hen just didn't survive in the wild. And efforts to reestablish populations through release of birds bred in captivity never never seem to have uh, survived. There's no evidence that any of those efforts led to a sustained wild population. And the few that were felt to maybe have worked, turns out that they were just other wild turkeys moving into that range and establishing a population there. It wasn't really the released uh, captive bred turkeys that survived. But then uh, around 1950, a fellow named uh, Herman Hallbrook figured out a way to catch wild turkeys. He used a cannon net. He fired a net from a cannon into a flock of turkeys and it captured a bunch of them. Uh, So that became uh, successful and he managed to catch uh, up to 241 eastern wild turkeys and re-release those in in pairs in eight different locations in South Carolina. And at least half of those led to sustained uh, populations. And so that uh, method caught on, and a West Virginia hunter named Wayne Bailey experimented with cannon nets and became very good at that. So he captured large numbers of wild turkeys and established them in at least 20 locations in West Virginia. And so by the late 1950s, uh, people were getting the knack of catching wild turkeys and re-releasing them. And uh, by 1959, at least 31 states were working to establish wild turkey populations in this method. This was made uh, very popular through hunting groups and uh, hunting, uh, hunting interests. Well, hunting interests also showed their political might. Uh, it turned out that one of the big impediments to allowing the establishment of new populations of wild turkeys was a law that in 1907 was passed that prohibited the interstate sale of captured, anim- captured wild animals. Uh, that was largely felt to to be uh, avoiding capturing like wild birds and keeping them in cages and selling them and things like that. But uh, it turned out that you couldn't capture turkeys in one state and sell them to people in another state to re-release them. So that laid the financial onus on the capturing state to either be generous and give those birds to the other state. Uh, they couldn't figure that out. So people got really creative with that. They traded wild animals. Barter apparently got around that. So they captured things like river otters, ruffed grouse, things like that in one state and traded those for wild turkeys from another state to be introduced in their state. So that worked for a while. And then they figured out that uh, they could they could work around it by using uh, something called anyway the Wild Turkey Federation. The National Wild Turkey Federation created a super fund system so that each state's chapter of the National Wild Turkey Federation could raise money and a portion of that money could be used to uh, exchange with other 
wild turkey federations in other states to pay for the cost of uh, capturing wild turkeys and, and bringing them to their state. So that worked around that law, and they managed to do that. And they're very successful. And amazingly, the wild turkey populations have just flat taken off in this country. It's just somewhat amazing how, how well that has worked. Turns out that there are about 6 million or more than 6 million wild turkeys in the country now, somewhat leveled off over the last few years. But the numbers went something like this, from about 320,000 wild turkeys in 1951 to 1.4 million in 1974, 1.8 million in 1979, 2.4 million in 1984, 4.1 million in 1994, and up to around 6 million or a little over that now. It seems that wild turkeys have become quite adept at using uh, agricultural fields and areas near human population as long as there's a food source. And unlike a lot of animals introduced where just a tremendous amount of things have gone wrong, wild turkeys don't seem to be too big of a uh, impediment to other wildlife in the areas that they're released. There's probably some effect on some things, but it's mostly in areas around human population that they're a nuisance. They peck up yards, dig up, scratch around things. They congregate around granaries, people feeding cattle, people feeding their own chickens, that sort of thing. So they're a nuisance to humans, but they haven't had a huge impact on other wildlife. So wild turkey uh, has been one of the uh, huge uh, success stories in reintroduction of a species in trouble. Probably much more successful than some other programs that have been tried. Uh, a lot of you have heard of the condor uh, program, and that's been pretty successful. Wild condors uh, captured when they were almost extinct and bred in captivity and released to the wild and readapted. And that seems to be catching on, and there are wild populations that are probably going to make it. But even now, they require some help, uh, some food sources being put out for them, that sort of thing. Whereas turkeys have just taken off and seem to be here to stay unless something really changes. I also, in a blog post on birdbanner.com, put up photos of the six, uh, six subspecies of wild turkeys. The six subspecies, the eastern wild turkey, uh, has chestnut brown tail feather tips, and the black and white bars on the wings are, are fairly evenly spaced, uh, and they're relatively common. Uh, the other populations, uh, the Florida subspecies, has especially long legs, it's uh, M.G. ocellata, and it has dark brown tail feather tips uh, and mostly black in the wings, not very many white bars at all. The subspecies in the Rio Grande has a tan-colored tail, uh, tail feather tips, and about equal black and white, uh, black and white wing bands on the feathers. The uh, Miriam's subspecies of wild turkey has a white of very light feather tips uh, on the tail tips and a lot of white in the wing. And the fairly local ghouls wild turkey of southeast Arizona has bright white feather tips on the on the tail feathers. Uh, but the, one of the issues that reintroduction programs have caused is that it's really tough in the field to identify pure subspecies. There have been so many interbred uh, from introduced populations to native populations and two different subspecies may be introduced near each other. So there's a lot of interbreeding and it's not easy these days to 
pick out pure subspecies of wild turkey in the field. But I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving, enjoyed this little discourse on wild turkeys and their restoration, and I wish that you all can be thankful for a great year of birding gone by and hopeful, as well as thankful for the opportunity for a great year of birding to come. So until next year, next time, good birding. Good day. <laughs>